Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Congress wonders how to stop the foreclosure crisis from becoming another financial crisis. The high cost of healthy eating and another episode of Freakonomics Radio today, what savings accounts and playing the lottery might actually have in common. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Reputation Defender, protecting online privacy by monitoring the web and removing your personal data from websites that sell it. ReputationDefender.com And by Progressive Insurance, helping people shop for car insurance at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday, everybody. It's the 16th of November today. And depending on your point of view, the foreclosure mess is either criminal, that is, banks engaged in fraud on an industrial scale, or it's trivial, simply a question of fixing some bad paperwork. Either way, the controversy over robo-signers and improper practices has thoroughly gummed up the foreclosure process. So state attorneys general have started investigating. Today, the Senate Banking Committee weighed in, and sides are being taken in the fight over how to fix the whole thing. Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman reports. A congressional watchdog panel today laid out a litany of potential risks to the financial system, from badly done foreclosures to whether home loans were properly recorded, transferred, and bundled together in the first place. They were then sold off to investors as mortgage-backed securities. There is a lot of pictures painted of gloom and doom. That's Tom Deutsch of the American Securitization Forum, which represents a $7 trillion industry, at the heart of which is an electronic system that tracks the mortgages pooled in securities. Lawyers and homeowners advocates are challenging the system. Deutsch says they don't have a leg to stand on. And there's little, if any, need for Congress or any of the states to actually weigh in on the issue. Scott Talbot of the Financial Services Roundtable sees a danger Congress will weigh in, though, with more regulation of mortgage paperwork. What we don't want is sort of the classic overreaction that shuts down essential parts of the mortgage market. But if legal challenges do start to bite, all bets are off, says Guy Sakala of Inside Mortgage Finance. If people are basically challenging the legal standing of the mortgage servicing market and all loans that have been securitized, Congress will have to step in and do something to prevent total chaos. What could Congress do? Sakala says start with a federal foreclosure law that supersedes all 50 states' different requirements. Then, a law putting a retroactive seal of approval on all those mortgages that got bundled into securities during the housing boom, all of which he says would actually help bankers and lenders and would likely enrage advocates for homeowners facing foreclosure. I'm Mitchell Hartman for Marketplace. The Federal Reserve continues to be a political target over its $600 billion economic stimulus package. Conservative economists and observers, as we told you yesterday, want Ben Bernanke to stop all that easing he's doing quantitatively. And today, some congressional Republicans said they want the Fed to narrow its focus even more. Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer explains. More than 30 years ago, Congress gave the Fed a dual mandate, control inflation and keep unemployment low. But Tennessee Senator Bob Corker, a Republican on the Banking Committee, told CNBC those goals can conflict. I think the dual mandate uh, creates a lot of confusion, not only among board governors, but the market in general. It's sort of a bipolar type uh, activity. 
Corker and other Republicans want the Fed to concentrate solely on inflation. That's because controlling inflation can cause higher interest rates, making it more expensive for companies to borrow money. They might stop hiring or let workers go. Inflation is under control, but unemployment rises. But some economists say things have a way of balancing out. Ted Truman is a former Fed economist. In the end, there really isn't a fundamental conflict between inflation and unemployment. In the short run, sometimes there is. But in the end, in the long run, which is what the central bank should be worrying about, there isn't a conflict. Truman says in the long run, the job market improves, knowing that the Fed already focuses on inflation. Former Fed Governor Lawrence Mayer has a different take. He says the Fed should not be told to ignore unemployment. You'd think the Congress would be focused on jobs, jobs, jobs. And here they are.